Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh yeah, I can't always nail this. Give me a second. <laughs> Welcome to the quarter cast. Oh. First take, first try. First take, first try. Wow. Ooh. We hazed one of our employees on video camera. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome to the corridor cast. Welcome to the corridor cast. Where we bring it hot. Uh, okay, so um, what happened last week, guys? We, we raised, raised a bunch of money for charity. Yeah, happen. with the help of people, we raised yes. over half a million dollars for charity, which is incredible. Holy mo- just <laughs> sorry, just yeah. Can we? That deserves like a little clap. Yeah, there it is. That was the little clap right that's there. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> so, all you get. That was yeah, pretty special. Things, that's insane. That was pretty, that was pretty nuts. Yeah, Sam yeah. and I were at our friend's uh, bachelor party. And, and like, you know, we're checking our phones once in a while. And then as it got to the end of that auction, it's just like, sorry, guys, we're going to be on our phones for half an hour here. Just constantly refreshing the page. <laughs> yeah. Like, come join yeah. the party. It's like, yeah, sorry, was... I can't. <laughs> Got to watch this. It's hard to take two, your eyes off it. Two once in a lifetime moments going on right there. Friends bachelor party. Raising yeah. 500, 500 grand for charity. 600 now. Wow. The price of Ethereum yeah. going up. Which is funny because like. You know, so we did the NFT auction and, you know, I want to give a shout out to the people that bid on the, the items and the people yeah. that bought them because they're the ones who are, you know, putting the cash in uh, for this charity. But, you know, so we do this and it's not like you just get money in your bank account. <laughs> you end up with these crypto dollars. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what do I do with this? E- ether bucks. <laughs> so then Jake's been trying to figure out that process. Dude, welcome to the world of cryptocurrency, Jake. Like, rude awakening here. (laughs) Dude, you wouldn't believe, man. I had to take a crash course in it over the last four weeks because, you know, I've I've been following it, you know, like, because I I just follow the financial markets and the economic, the economics, but I, I wasn't, like, into the intricacies of how you buy it and, like, how you exchange it and how like all these wallet systems and the codes and then your passphrase and like all this other stuff that's involved with it. Oh yeah. And, uh, it was very overwhelming for a few days. Um, well, I was trying to saturate as much knowledge as possible. And now I feel like I'm, I've, I've gotten past the first educational phase and now, um, now it's, but now it's figuring out like, okay, um, you know, convert it off. And then now, now, so no pressure. Here's the other thing: you can't you it, you wouldn't believe how hard 
the tax system makes it to yeah. give money away to people. <laughs> you wouldn't uh. believe it. It's it's if I you wouldn't believe it if I told you. You'd think, oh, you want to give away money to people. Okay, so here's here's a hundred dollars. I give away a hundred dollars, and then I write a I check a box on my tax return that says I gave a hundred dollars to so and so. Easy, done, right? I don't get taxed on the hundred dollars because it's some money I gave away. Oh, hold on. Let me stop you right there. There's a whole bunch of things that can happen because people, because people abuse the charitable donations thing. Unfortunately, nonprofits abuse it. Charities abuse it. People abuse it. People create charities for themselves and then like, Donate oh. money to themselves, and it's just a whole mess. Excuse me, sorry. Yeah, oh, what? Right. Sorry, it's a little, it's a little bit of politics you'll ever get in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like that's why it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because because when they see, because when the IRS sees like a donation and they see, okay, well, you you, you donated five hundred thousand dollars to a charity. Okay, we're gonna need to know that that was legit because you know. So, anyways. It's uh, it's interesting because you not only have to learn the currency crypto side, you have to learn the tax side and then make sure that they don't get in each other's way. <laughs> and, then, and then everything yeah. with with taxing as it falls into the crypto world. If you're like buying, selling, that's a whole other yeah, thing. Capital you're, gains. And oh, all that. yeah. It's it's definitely an accountant's worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Like how do you, you know, so people bid on these pieces with crypto, with Ethereum. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, but then the Ethereum goes up in value, and what was originally like five hundred eighty thousand dollars is now six hundred twenty thousand yeah. dollars. And like that's like, what are the gains taxed, or how does that work? You know, it gets it gets real funky. I mean, that's what, that, <laughs> yeah, that's why it, it, I just they, have questions about using cryptocurrency for actual mer- mercantile in general. Like, how yeah. how how are you gonna do that? Like, I mean, arguably, you're outside the tax system if you stay in crypto the whole time. That's true, very true. But also, like, I could pay you. A Bitcoin for a piece of bread, and then you know that it's doubled in value by the end of the day, and you're like, oh, right. And the the, the, the value so fluctuation is is pretty extreme. Yeah, yeah. it's just crazy. Um, but it had, yeah, I mean, to its credit, it has. I mean, we had you had this big spike in February, March, but yeah, before that, it was relatively stable. And by relatively, Nico, we were talking about this earlier, like fluctuating like 15 to 20% a Dude, day. The only stable thing in is crypto is the volatility. I'm serious. Really. I mean, if you look at the pattern, it's like you get all these huge hits, then these corrections, and then very consistently another huge hit, and then very consistently yeah. another correction. So, yeah. It makes I mean, me wonder if billionaires are like controlling a lot of the market. Hell yes, they are. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're playing us all for sure. Like, yeah, because if you own enough to like, like Elon Musk or whatever, people are saying he he, you know, controls it with his tweets or whatever. Like, <laughs> he like all he has to do bit. is tweet Bitcoin, yeah. and like the price shoots up ten k. Yeah, it's like so. Yes, is the answer to that. I think that's a yeah. fair speculation. Well, you think about it, and it's if it exists obviously outside of any any market. Yes, um, and so because of that, it, it's. It has advantages, but it also has disadvantages in the sense of like there it is completely unregulated, meaning anybody can come mm-hmm. in and do anything with it. And, you know, the, the only thing they can't do is lie about how much they 
yeah. have or don't have because it's actually on the blockchain. True. What's so that? It's, yeah, it's really crazy, but it, it, it is nice to see yeah. it stabilizing a little bit. Um, you know, but uh, who knows? Um, who knows where that that ship will sail? It's a, it's a wild <laughs> time will tell, man. I mean, the ship hasn't sailed away yet, so it's still here with us. We're still sailing no, it. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. There's definitely it's, drug money laundering implications oh, in that dude. industry um, to a degree that I don't even think I want to understand. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, if we can take a little bit of it and do a little good with it, I'm, I'm on board with that. Yeah, I mean, it's not every day you get to raise that much for a good cause. So that yeah. was pretty cool seeing it. We were all guessing, I think in the last podcast, we were throwing around some guesses, but we were like, uh, if it gets past 100K, that's going to be crazy. That, yeah, that kind of was like our our benchmark for success is, yeah. is if it could hit that collectively with all the six pieces, that would be a success for us. And obviously it did six times that. Yeah. That's awesome. Which is now we step into the second realm, which is how do you actually give that money to a charity? You know, I mean... Obviously, you can just like call oh, them up. And be like, yeah. Here's a check. Well, I guess I'm assuming you call them up. Like, like, hi, I have lots of money for you. <laughs> you need to. So you need to be. You need to be careful because yeah. it, uh, it. If you don't do the taxes the right way, then you can also get taxed on it. You hmm. can get audited because of it. You can. It's. Yeah. So like the, is this going to be like an ongoing process over the next couple of weeks for you guys of like mm-hmm. figuring out how to funnel this crazy amount of crypto into the cash and then yeah. cash? That's the other thing. It's not like, it, to it's the not like you're just a guaranteed like like for you to turn your crypto into dollars. Somebody needs to buy the crypto. Mm. It's not like there's just an agency that's like, yeah, I'll guarantee this dollar amount. Like, you know, you can't just instantly turn it into dollars. Someone else needs to give you those dollars or right. the the coinage, whatever it's called. Well, Coinbase will probably do that. Right. But it's still, it's working through the system of, you know, it's like stocks, yeah. you know? Right. You're not like, yeah, that's, that's a lot of things people don't know about stocks is you think like when you have a stock and then you sell it, you're just, you're just selling it back to like the company or whoever. But what you have to do mm-hmm. is you have to put the stock out there and you have to say, I am holding these stocks out at this price. Mm-hmm. And you have to wait for a buyer to come along and say, I will buy those at that price. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily happen instantly. Right. Dude, can yeah. you imagine like working in the stock market back in the day when it was all paper and you oh, had to man. actually be there with like your like kind of ticker tape or whatever it was? I like, got 745. Like, I got 745. 745. You're like punching yeah. people to get your stock sold. Like, <laughs> it, there's some crazy photos of the stock exchange back in the day yeah. that are like, Pretty wild, man. Yeah. Pretty wild. Um, so you know, the the main charity that we were going to that we're donating to is uh direct relief. Um yeah. they're rated really highly, they're very COVID focused. Cause this is the thing, like, you know, looking at like just you know, culture, American culture and worldwide culture for a minute here, but you know, obviously a little more focused on American culture. Like we haven't I think it's just kind of how human beings operate a little bit, but we have I feel like we haven't really as a culture or society stopped to like pay tribute to the thousands of people that passed away from COVID-19 
It's like we're still kind of just like, ah, blinders on, just power through, which you kind of have to do a little bit to like get to the other side of it. You know, like when you're in when you're in the shit, you got to put your head down and push through. Yeah. And, you know, I think the president finally did that. Right. He finally like acknowledged it, which yeah. is a start, like just saying like this is bad. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that's a thing that like <laughs> a start. as a society, we need to have that moment. We need to like collectively be like, hey, let's, let's like like we build memorials for, you know people that die in accidents or, you know, terrorist attacks yeah. or anything else like that. Like we, we need to do that. We need to acknowledge like the pain in the suffering that people have been through here, which we haven't really done yet. You know, people talk about it here and there, but there's not really like, it's not really like a social feeling for it yet. Um, and so like, that's part of what inspired us wanting to do this charity was to start with that process of it. Like, Hey, let's acknowledge the fact that half a million people died. And let's acknowledge that this like is sad. And this is a thing that a lot of people are suffering from and have had to deal with. Um, how can we help? How can we start, you know, taking that next step? So you know, unfortunately that's politicized now though. Unfortunately it is. But you know acknowledging tragedy is now politicized in this it. country. I'm just be yeah, you with, should. You know, we yeah, all should. We should we, all acknowledge the people that died. we should also acknowledge the fact that a lot of companies stepped up and made a vaccine in less than a year, which is that's like the heroic achievement in a zombie film. And everybody's just like, yeah. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it yet. Definitely, it's like, it definitely get that 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 is super far underrated. I yeah, I think like we we that that is the that is like all the things working correctly. Yeah, in in that in that sense, you know. And I, I understand there's you know different opinions of out there, and I think each individual should decide like you know how and when they want it. But that aside. You just set that aside for a second and you think, okay, when, when nature put a gun to our head, everyone was able to play together. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should take a little bit more of that and remember that and stop yeah. fighting as much about things that don't matter. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. That, that was, I think like technologically, uh, you know, you have, you have, the best of you have the best parts of capitalism working with the best p- parts of government. Um, you know, you, you have technology playing this huge role. Mm-hmm. Um, like all of those things have their pitfalls, but in this case, they were all able to work together to actually come up with something good. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's pretty remarkable. Hey guys, welcome back to this section of the Brandio Daniel cast where I tell you about today's sponsor, Storyblocks. Now, if you don't know, Storyblocks is the one-stop shop for all of your stock asset needs. They have a virtually unlimited library of high-quality, royalty-free assets, whether that's a B-roll clip, a template, or a motion graphic, or some music, or a sound effect, they've got it. And with an unlimited all-access plan, you can Download as much as you want, whenever you want, for whatever purposes. I say this all the time, but I'm gonna say it again. Commercial, what else? What else, guys? YouTube videos, monetized or not, doesn't matter because it's all royalty free. Anyways, we use them all the time over here at Quarter Digital, and that's one of the things that makes post-production easy for us. If you're part of a creative team or you're a creator yourself, talk to your team leader about getting an enterprise plan. Head on over to storyblocks.com slash corridorcast to get started. That's storyblocks.com slash corridorcast to get started, and, um, well, you'll get all the things that I just mentioned. Anyways, let's get back to it, okay? 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So when we were when we were doing this charity, you know, we, direct relief is going to be the main beneficiary. But there's like initially we we're going to say like, okay, 100 percent is going to direct relief. But then we realized like we have no idea how much money this charity is going to actually bring in. You know, if it brings in like sixty thousand, eighty thousand, you know, whatever, then all of it will go to direct relief. But what if it brings in five hundred thousand? It's like, well, yeah. maybe we should just step back for a second and like set aside 100000 of that to put to like another charity that's focused on another aspect of COVID-19. Yeah, or you also have thing. to be careful about the ones you pick because uh, not all of them are. There's a certain like tiers of accreditation that the tax code actually mm. takes takes with with it. Mm. So um, I'm glad you picked direct relief because fortunately they... <laughs> have like this this high tier tax value um but if you don't have that if you pick one that's that's not at that level then you can open yourself up to different taxation on it as well um so dude that's fascinating it's kind of a cool topic for a video like everyone (laughs) you know no one really knows like how do you actually donate a large yeah, amount of money to charity money like because yeah. there's all these stories of also <laughs> like these like charities that are like crooked and like you know it's being yeah. funneled into the wrong places and like how do you right. how do you even like safeguard against that yeah because when you're starting this i asked jordan to do some research and direct relief popped up as basically basically being like one of the top charities in the nation like 100 percent of the money goes to direct relief um that's where the name comes from um, cause you have indirect, you know, help too, but direct is like, I'm going to give you money and I'm going to give you items that I bought with the money. Like that's direct. I'm just going to give it yeah. to you. Um, and direct relief is an organization that deals with medical stuff. Uh, you know, not just COVID-19, like right now it's hundred percent COVID-19 focus, but you know, they're, they're medical focus. So like if they, you know, there's an earthquake, they'll bring in doctors and clinics and, you know, like they'll do all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, donate all the safety equipment, health equipment, and so on and so forth. Um, but, you know, now that we raise so much money, what I'm thinking is, you know, I kind of want to break it down from like the national level, which is direct relief and like do the bulk of the money to that. And then like kind of start and like do like a kind of a little bit of a tiered thing where it goes a little bit more local. I mean, um, dude, we have one of the we have like what the state's biggest homeless population, like right in our neighborhood here. That's the other know? aspect I was thinking of is uh, so, you know, it's been on the news in L.A. Uh, right now in that they, they shut down a big homeless encampment in Echo Park. Yeah. yeah. You know, and people are arguing on all sides of it. Uh, but one of the things is, you know, uh, a group that went in and worked really hard to try to get at least, you know, share the resources being like, hey, here's rooms that are available. Here's shelters you can go to with uh, the homeless uh, was SELA, S-E-L-A-H, I think. Um, okay. You know, they're they're known for going there and just with boots on the ground being like, hey, I'm going to walk to each tent, talk yeah. to each person and be like, here's where you can go. Here's what we can do. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of feeling like, you know, I need to do a little more research on this to like really round it out. But, you know, direct relief will be the main beneficiary then maybe something that's like at a state level and then something that's local. And CELA is one of the things that I'm thinking about for be really like cool. the local slice uh, of that. So what exactly would be the idea there? Um, I mean, it'd just be a, a donation to them to because they're working hard to try to deal with the homeless issue, um, mm. which I guess is tangential. It's it's related to the COVID-19 issue because these part like these homeless encampments popped up in the parks because of the whole pandemic to begin with. Yeah, it's just... Um, 
Making it worse for sure. Yeah, and then they're trying to, you know, trying to get people off the street, trying to get them vaccinated, uh, trying to keep COVID nineteen from ravaging the homeless yeah. population as well. Um, it's sad, man. It's like, especially in my neighborhood in Koreatown right now, mm-hmm. it is way worse than I've ever seen it. Yeah, it's and like, people need help. And yeah, so, like, dude, we'll, we'll help. Really? Them. Let's, mean, let's let's help with medical this, supplies, this charity and money. Food. You know. So that's what we're working through. Uh, yeah. At least that's what I'm working through on this. Um, but I'm excited to do it. Like it's really. It's really something I'm looking forward to, like dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. The fun, the fundamental, the fundamentals there are opportunities. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what it comes down to. And so if we can find a place to put it where we can, in some way, in some small way, foster opportunities for people, that's going to do the most, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, we should talk a little bit about, you know, so we made a video that, you know, kicked off this charity and, uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. It was a very, uh, yeah, it was we controversial, very polarizing, very controversial. <laughs> yeah, polarizing as Nika said. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, I was, I was sad to see the way people reacted. I get, I get why they did, but you know, without going too deep into what people should and shouldn't think, I think it's important that we talk a little bit about how we make these videos. Um, because, we when, we when we put out videos in the corridor crew, you know, it's it's a heightened reality. Like we all know we are on camera and we are playing it up for camera because, you know, in real life, like I don't emote a lot. Yeah. <laughs> None of us do. We're, we're regular people like everybody else. We kind of just chill dude, and you do your thing. And I remember I had yeah. such a reawakening with YouTubers, dude. Like YouTube, <laughs> like I think the first like YouTuber I met in real life was Olin Rogers. Oh, yeah. And like. I love the guy. He's like super animated on camera, but like when you meet him in person, he's so soft spoken. Like, you know? Yeah. Very thoughtful, very just like <laughs> quiet to himself. Like, um, super cool dude, but like totally different than his on camera persona. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's the thing. You know, videos are storytelling. So you are making a point of putting yourself out there and communicating. Like, you know, you have an emotion. And you're going to communicate that emotion in a way that's very clear. So you're going to heighten it, you know? And it's like, it's still coming from a, a, a seed of truthfulness. Like it all is. Um, but there's definitely an aspect of like improv theater. And so, you know, I, I like to think that we are basically the IRL version of The Office. Um, <laughs> we have a bit of that vibe going on, which I love. I think it's awesome, yeah. and entertaining and hilarious. Um, but I think it's easy to feel like the story you're getting is 100% like that's exactly what happened and the emotions that I'm feeling from the story is the emotions that they must be feeling in that moment. And it's like, well, I just want to remind everybody, like we're not, we're not the kind of YouTube channel that goes out there and like films their friends having a shitty moment and then putting it up there for everybody to see. Like, that's not what we do. Intentionally. Yeah. Intentionally. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, we intentionally don't do that. Um, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, way of saying it. No, it's like Unless we it's Carmichael on top of the Burj Khalifa, in which case all bets are off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a way, it's like those are the when we were exploring that stuff with you know Nick and Carmichael back in the day. Like that's when we kind of learned that it's like too yeah. many channels on YouTube like go out there and like make somebody suffer or take advantage of somebody or exploit people. And like, we don't do that explicitly. Like we hate that. <laughs> um, we, we've had our learning curves though. Like we were pranking Ren for a long time and you know, we yeah. had, we had to stop that cause it was like straight up turning from pranks to like actual like hazing. And <laughs> we realized like, okay, 
okay, let's look at this from an outside perspective. Yeah. We freaking, yeah, I mean, well, you guys know which one I'm talking yeah. about. The, the Trutons will know. Um, I, we, I still feel bad for that. Um, we had to reassess. We had to reassess. So it's good you do that. But no, like you're saying, it's not like we were like, oh, Peter's having a horrible time. Let's like point the camera at him and Beeple and like tell Beeple to like say, screw you, Peter. Yeah. No, I... The, the video could have been cut in a way where you guys were more in on the joke. And that is, I think came down to our, like the editing process and myself and Dean d- deciding like, and assuming that you guys would be a little bit more in on, or I guess in on the joke, like, and yeah, like be wrestling. able to take, like you, take, yeah. With a like grain you know, of salt. When you, like, like, yeah. when you have a heel in wrestling and like the, yes, the bad guy and exactly. I'm like, oh, I love to hate him. Like, that's kind of how he figured it would play. Or, or like when Jake, when, when you kind of step up in the boss role, you know, into the videos, Dude, I, which is I like realistic, that. but it's also, we're heightening it for a video. It's not like people come out and like, you know, you know, like Jake is hazing about, people about the swish brethren video is that <laughs> I got, there was a lot of comments of people like, ripping into me for being for being the heel and um no one said a word <laughs> everyone was just and then peter it's like oh peter peter oh, peter <clears throat> well yeah. i mean you were the people in that video jake so, I, I was you know. the people in that video it was funny um, let's just, but I, I, I knew that people would react that way and yeah i we we, we shot the video like with yeah. that in mind, like I'll be the bad guy. I'll be the guy who's playing it up and like making it hard on everybody and not having fun because that's if you if you like distill my character, that is like what my approach to Smash Brothers is. But like I'm not like this, you know, <laughs> in real life. Um I mean, let's be real, Jake. There was some truth there and a lot of truth in that (laughs) video, right? I mean, we always start with the truth and then we decide how to put it into a narrative. That's yeah, but it's not like yeah, exactly. We do start with the truth. And the the truth is like I do think it's kind of a waste of time, but you guys feel like it's very good for camaraderie. That's the truth. Um and so So you deal with it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna like get mad about it i just and you know. happened to ask peter to make a game that he's actually finishing up right now for the yeah, website for the website yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah actually th- we haven't Pete. announced that publicly oh oops um, no it's hey. good that's, that's why we encourage you that's why we encourage you to listen to the podcast because uh we are loose lips over here smush, smush brethren available for download <laughs> yes. and play uh as soon as the website phase two goes live, which is still planned for Wednesday, April 7th. That's next week. Heck um, yeah. Now it won't be massive multiplayer online. So forgive us, you know, we're going to have to build up to that point. Uh, <laughs> but if enough people download it and play it, um, that is something we want to do is like expand on it and, and, and continue to build out, build out so new cool. levels, new attacks know. and moves for each character. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Have Dobie um, and Steve the Landlord in there and Brett's on. Dude. <laughs> oh my god, you can you can like open up specials. Steve the Landlord. Yeah. He, he comes out of like the DLC. He comes out with a gravity bong and like just like, yeah. <laughs> just, like creates yeah. a cloud. That's just special. 
Remember when we were like doing that video where we got the huge inflatable balls and yep. ran over Carmichael or hit him with my car? Yeah. Steve comes yeah. and he's like, damn, you could smoke a lot of pot out of that thing. <laughs> I'm like, wow, dude. Uh, oh, Steve, dude, what a national treasure, man. We yeah. gotta, he needs to come by soon. But yeah, back really to people, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, at least on this podcast, you guys actually hear like the, this is us just being 100% real on this podcast. Um, in the quarter crew videos, you know, you're seeing hours of not days boiled down into something like just go back to the render challenge for example you know that that was a, a two-hour thing and it's like in one way it was only two hours <laughs> you know it's us sitting down making render for two hours and something doesn't work out uh, whatever you know it's like it was two hours um but at the same time like keep in mind that the majority of what was happening in real life there is us sitting at our computers working we get up we talk some trash we joke we yeah. laugh we sit back down we keep working <laughs> Um, be, like, to be fair, I'm just going to put this out there. I don't want to like be saying Peter wasn't having a bad time because he definitely wasn't having a great time. I think he'd never met Mike before, so he <laughs> didn't really know what a unique flower he is. <laughs> and yeah. we all yeah. kind of know. And like, actually Mike off camera when like, we're not all like when he's not feeding off of our like extremely hype YouTube energy yeah. <laughs> is like much more mellow and like very, actually he's pretty nice. He's, a, he's, <laughs> he's, he's not he's like, like he came nice across guy. in that video. Like Mike is a super nice guy. But Peter definitely wasn't prepared for that. And mm -hmm. I think when, when we saw that we were already so far into the video that it was just like, let's keep going. And also he's wearing the mask the whole time. So I couldn't like see his facial expressions, mm. but I did see at one point he was just like rolling his eyes and it was like, are you all right? And he just didn't answer me. And I'm like, okay, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> Hopefully it's all fine. And I think that video could have really benefited from keeping in like Dean, Dean was saying the other day, he's like, there are a couple moments where like I had Peter and people and everyone like me behind the camera laughing at like mm -hmm. things that he would do. Like, when Beeple accidentally, and it was a real accident, dropped Clint's toy, right? We were all laughing. We were cracking up for like five minutes. Everybody. Clint was like the one laughing most because it was so perfectly timed. Yeah. Like, and it shattered in the most expressive way. Like, every little piece <laughs> went to the four corners of the studio. Yeah. It's and also like exactly <laughs> what happens in the game, too, when you carry too yeah. many items. Like, so, like, but... Because that's my special we, edition, yeah. Sam Porter Bridges, dude. <laughs> so, like, we're always trying to find a storyline. Uh, hey, you can check this out in Functional Filmmaking coming out in a couple months on my episode. But we're <laughs> always months. trying to find. It's coming, coming out, out next wait, week. Next week. What year is it? Uh, but <laughs> we're always trying to put a storyline into something. So for this video, we realized that. So okay, the, let's take it back. Mm -hmm. So we filmed with people. Over the course of, well, two days, but the first day we were filming this render challenge. And then we also sat down and did this Q&A video. Mm -hmm. And the original plan was that we were going to integrate the two videos into one big video. Like a big, chonky NFT crypto art thing. Mm -hmm. We didn't know that people would then go on to sell his uber mega Christie's auction art piece and become like a household name overnight. So when that happened and the video had already been pushed for other reasons like several weeks down the line, it was supposed to come out several weeks earlier. We decided let's in order to, well, honestly, like capitalize on that success and try to like help ourselves out. It's like, why don't we just not cut down that Q and a so much? Because I think people are actually 
legitimately now that he is a household name interested in everything he has to say. Mm-hmm. Like I think putting out that raw uncut version of that Q and a that isn't chopped up into the other video might be better right now because people are like, who is this guy? What, what's, you know, what's on his mind. So we did that. And that means that the render video then with people was a little bit, I don't want to say sparse, but it was lacking that like B story. Mm-hmm. So when looking through the footage and seeing what moments there are, the thing that instantly stood out to Dean and I as the most funny, interesting thing is this dynamic that comes off a little bit. It came off a little bit more subtle than it did in the final video between Peter and Beeple, where Peter is just rolling his eyes, you know, Beeple's being Beeple and like being super like, you know, intense and competitive. And yeah, to people. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and we just decided like, that's probably going to be the best story to like focus on. And well, not to mention well, there's the whole aspect of like, you know, Peter's, an incredibly talented CG hilarious. artist, yeah. but he's also super young. And like, you know, here he is meeting people and people doesn't know who he is. And so there's this moment where like, you know, you have somebody like Peter who, you know, I guess he's like, like one a really of the nice best guy, artists around, but he's, he's also like a hot shot, you know, like he's very good at what he does. This hot shot kid. And, and yeah. everyone in our audience knows that. So yeah. yeah. And so to see him in a situation or somebody doesn't, you know, imagine like Brad Pitt hangs out with somebody who doesn't know who Brad Pitt is, <laughs> you know, and like imagine he's like acting in a student film and none of the people on that crew know who Brad like, Pitt oh, is. This Brett guy's a real they're asshole. Like, they're like, hey, like, hey have, the light? have you, have you, have you heard Brad uh, read his lines? Yeah. He's really good. And so it's like, it's, it is a fascinating situation. Once again, just a reminder, this is only a two hour thing. Like, so your work doesn't really get used that much. Like. Yeah, it's maybe a little bit annoying in the moment, but like, just like Peter himself said, like, the moment passes and you continue doing your thing. Like, it's not, it was not that big of a deal. Um, yeah. And it was but just, a, it was to, also just a fascinating to study. To, the, to be fair to the audience, when you're watching a video, you only know what's being right. filmed. It's true. That's very true. And so that is the point. Mm-hmm. right that that's the that's the point of of telling a story through the medium of of video like you you're only you're only only what i show you don't look over there yep. you know and so like i i understand like there, we've done so much of it now like and we do have a new a, a huge new audience that's only joined us in the last you know sometimes even months you know within yeah. the last year um, that hasn't seen all that other earlier stuff that like we consider to be ground truth for a lot of these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what makes watching through our library entertaining because you discover those things like as you watch through it. But um, I also understand, you know, yeah. first time coming in for the first time, like imagine, you know, you, you stumble <laughs> across a David Dobrik video. You're like, I don't know who any of these people are. Like what's, what's going on? Like, why is this like this? What are they doing this for? I, I'm just taking it at face value. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a little bit of that going on too. Now, obviously, um, you know, people, well, well, I think the bottom line is people love Peter. Really. Yeah, honestly. And like, <laughs> and that's Hey, great. that's awesome. Everyone commenting. We're not yeah. faulting you guys. Like this is our, like my bad, you know, like I'm taking the fall for this cause we could have presented it in a more well beneficial way, I think. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know, like usually when everyone here at corridor is cracking up at something, it's a good sign. Like if you watch the yeah. old Sam and Nico videos, when we do our brainstorms on camera, like 
you can see many quarter videos that have just been incepted from like us just in tears laughing in this room. Yeah. And as soon as we watched the rough cut that Dean had of that render challenge and we we're seeing that dynamic, we we're all cracking up. Yeah. So it was like obvious, like let's lean into this storyline and we didn't really think twice about it. So, yeah, but yeah, I mean the audience checked us for sure. So, you know, like another Sometimes moment, you got to have that freedom though, you know, to like, yeah, be like I mean, oh, well, you know what, this, this is a good story and let's roll with it. Like, and, and deal yeah. with whatever might come from when you it, make three videos a week it's like eh, you're gonna fail sometimes <laughs> so. i mean it was a good story i mean you saw yeah. we can all see how like how emotionally engaging that that is very was. true like you know, all these comments were inspired because there was story and there was character they say good art gets an emotional response it doesn't yeah. have to be a good response a I mean, if you get a response yeah. yeah but anyway it's it should never be at like peter's expense so you know yeah, um, I think that's that's a good lesson just across or, the board. Or Mike's expense. Or anybody's expense, really. But I yeah. will say, like, take a deep breath, all right? There's no, like, I, I really don't <laughs> think this is a case of workplace harassment. I saw a lot of comments <laughs> saying, like, Sam and Nico need to, like, apologize to Peter and stuff. And, like, I mean, if Peter wants that, he's yeah, free to say so, it. But, like, so, it's a little if, bit intense. Like, yeah, hold, it's a little bit intense. On. If our workplace is in any way workplace <laughs> harassment, like... Dude, good luck. Dude, I'm only allowed to play 20 minutes of Smash yeah. a day, dude. What? Good, good luck. Yeah. Fuck, where's OSHA? I guess, I, I guess the one last thing I just want to say is, you know, I want to thank Mike, a.k.a. Beeple, yes. for joining us. And I want to point out to everyone, that's very critical of him if you're listening to this podcast, his presence here, like, he was already a pretty big name. He had already sold a bunch of pieces for millions of dollars before he came on our show. He came out here and did this render with us to not only help us raise money for charity to help other people, but also to help us as well and introduce us to this new world of digital art and to educate us and to educate everybody else who was watching the videos to learn more about it. And he reached out to us, by the way, right? And he reached yeah. out to us um, to do it. And even after his Christie's auction, like he was still helping us get the stuff set up. He was helping us get the ball rolling. Like he's... He really went out of his way in a way that I would not expect anybody at his like fame and notoriety to do to do so to help us. And also looking at the rest of his pieces, like he is constantly selling pieces for charity. Like he basically did his Christie's auction and he had the one back in the fall that raised three and a half million dollars. But after the Christie's auction, he's basically gone like, I'm going to give away all my art. And he's just giving it away to people and letting them resell it and making money off of it. Like, yeah, he's actively helping and changing the lives of many, many people. Um, So. You know, like to that, I want to say thank you. You know, thank you, people, aka Mike, for helping us raise all this money for charity. Thank you for helping, you know, open our eyes a little bit to this world of NFTs. And, you know, there's a lot of criticism around the NFTs that we've since, you know, looked into. And Ren had a great uh, discussion about that with you guys in the last podcast. If you guys haven't heard that, you should definitely go listen to it. Um, but, you know, it was, it was really selfless of him to come out here and participate with us. And he's continuously doing these very selfless, yeah. you know, charitable things. Um, I wish more rock stars would act like he does. Did he, uh, did he see the video, Nico? I'm certain he saw the video. <laughs> did anything happen from that? I don't or, know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. It'd be speculation. I don't think so. Um, but either way, it's, uh, you know, I appreciate people watching out for Peter. I appreciate people being emotionally honest with us. Um, but yeah, you know, I also want to basically say thank you to people um thank you to peter for participating in that video as well yeah thanks to peter for being a good sport man you know we all have to be a good sport sometimes you know it reminds so. me of um the bow video 
when you guys oh, were shooting yeah, the 360 yeah, camera yeah. on an arrow. Yeah. Um, and my, my bow got chewed up. And, yeah. you know, like, was I happy about it? No, of course not. You know, I, <laughs> I, I don't want my bow to be chewed up. It does have sentimental value. But, like, yeah. you know, was I so torn up and emotionally shook? Like, no, it's, it was an accident, you know? And you guys right. filmed that reveal. And, like, it wasn't like, you know, I'm like, no, and like super angry. Like, <laughs> I'm going to express a little bit more for camera. I I mean, the moment you guys walked in the door, I knew what was up, right? And <laughs> so, like, the reaction I gave, face, yeah. you know, the reaction I gave, like, half of it's truth, but half of it is me also going like, okay, in this moment, that we're now doing improv theater, in this moment, this is what I need to sell as a character to make this moment compelling, to make this part of a storyline that makes sense. Like, is there truthfulness in it? Of course there is. But there's also me understanding that there's a camera in the room five feet away from me. And so I'm going to acknowledge that truthfulness, but then make sure it's communicated in the performance as well. Um, You know, and and that's what you see in that video. Like when when I was younger, um, I used to believe that uh, that like heightening reality, mm -hmm. I, I used to think that's that's like wrong because it's hmm. not real. It's it's not real. But what you don't realize, or what I didn't realize at least, was that the the heightened version of any human story and like the condensed version of any human story is is always better than the real thing. Mm -hmm. Like the reason why we have mythology and the reason why we have like these common narratives through different stories across time is because those are those are essential to like our truths and our human condition and like our relationships with one another and our relationships with ourselves and with the universe like and it's distilled into these examples that people then pass on you know through storytelling if it's like n nobody wants to know like the entirety of what happened in the Iliad. Wait, who's the main <laughs> character of the Iliad? Home it's not Homer, it was written by Homer. Uh, Odysseus. Odysseus. It's it's like Odysseus's life was probably pretty like rough and boring for most of it. <laughs> you know? If, if he was a real person. But like the interesting parts are in the Iliad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like that's the other thing to remember, like just to remind everybody, because I think as as time progresses and technology progresses, we forget this even more and more. Like the only perfect medium is being there personally when the moment happens. Everything from that point is a facsimile and a representation of what happened. I mean, even this podcast, like yeah. when you're watching a video, we're trying to communicate the depths of the human experience through some pictures that are playing at 24 frames mm -hmm. per second in an audio track that plays along with it. And that's all you get. <laughs> yeah. You know, you so get. if you're going to try to tell a story you have to heighten it a little bit for those things to read. But those that's that's how you acknowledge these human truths and you have these human experiences, you know? You need to do that, and that's totally okay to do. But, you know, that is the process you have to do to be able to tell stories in right. a video medium. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, stories, so, are, stories are better than the real thing. Yeah, so... For sure. <laughs> uh, this podcast is going to be slightly shorter than usual just because it got to a late start because we had to take our dubstep guns to promo pictures Ooh. to the website. <laughs> <laughs> dubstep, dude. Dubstep guns, too. Yeah, that's right. The drop squad's <laughs> back. And cool. Uh, me, 
Mike and Sam are going to be working on a new Dubstep Guns 2 video if it gets greenlit. Whoa. Um, Mike Diva's coming in for Mike a collab? Mike Diva's coming in for another collab. Sweet. Um, if the video gets greenlit. If, yeah, if. That's the key. Um, Come on. But the uh, the funny thing is we haven't started this process yet, but I feel like we could get some like really legit like electronic artists for Dubstep Guns oh, 2. Because I feel like Dubstep Guns 1 is like a part of We gotta get a, a legit electronic artist and we gotta get... Uh, Andy Samberg. And that's, oh, oh, right. He's yes. got to make a cameo. He's like the chief or something. Yeah, that'd be great. I would. Yeah. It'd be super the, cool if we could get Skrillex in for a, oh my for a song. <laughs> yeah, or just even in the Time video. To bring I mean, in the big guns. He's, he's the he's the wise old sage yeah. in like some warehouse corner, still making dubstep, and you guys have to go see him to obtain a secret power. Yeah, I don't know if he still lives in downtown LA, but. At least a little while back, he literally lived like down the street. Oh, I guess people saw him by Wurskush like two months ago. So I Wait. guess he still lives here. <laughs> Wait, guys, that was like over a year and a half ago. Oh, that was a year and a half ago. <laughs> time flies time with COVID, bro. No, I mean, I think all of, our, all of our memories. Yeah, I mean, all my memories start in 2020. <laughs> like before then, like even 2019. Yeah, it goes to 2019 and begins at 2021. <laughs> it's such a weird blur, man. It's such a weird blur. It's like when your clock flips from like midnight to like one o'clock. Like there's no zero yeah. o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> what? 2019 to 2021. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Yes. You know, like a lot of people have been suggesting we do some time codes uh, in the description below. Oh. So people can kind of oh. see like, you know, if we're talking about different subjects, what to jump to. Maybe we should try that for this one. Yeah. yeah so if should. you're listening to this codes. and you want to put in the comments the time code, I will pin it to the top. Nice. Well, if you paste it in the description, I believe it actually then segments the timeline. Oh yeah. With chapter yeah. markers. Has a little yeah. like. Oh, little, it does. Yeah, a little oh, segment. Yeah. It's fancy schmancy. You're right. Okay. I was just pretending and being lazy. Freaking pro YouTube way. tip. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah. You just put it in the description. It's really nice for yeah. tutorials. I love it when tutorials do that. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, okay, here's the part I need to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But hey, everybody listening, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you for watching our videos. Um, oh, I think it's, it's already almost time to play us out. Oh, it, is. Yeah. it is time. You know, a lot of people were talking time. about your Blackbird rendition. I actually haven't yeah. heard it yet. Would you, uh, buy, would you chance like want to play it? it one more time? Encore. Yeah. Ready? Here yeah. we go. trying to make a render with people <laughs> will he render that head and will it get in release the peter cut <laughs> release the peter release cut it now. release it now that's it it's beautiful. that was great all right so long everybody. all right guys thank you guys for See watching you later <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs>